last time on reading my writings. Or I have a prediction. Okay. No one's gonna even mention the fact that there are two dead corpses <laughs> or like bodies, like the two babysitters. <laughs> so we're living in a fantasy world, is what you're saying. Were the ETs not evidence <laughs> enough for them? No, that's true, that's true. Sadie's desk was empty, and she didn't show up for the whole first part of the day. Marty, I heard you killed your babysitters. What? <laughs> Turns out she got kidnapped last night. The ET folder, Marty <laughs> thought. These dreams are real. They're true. The teleportation watches prove it. Even though Marty had seen him turn into dust, somehow, Kevin was still living. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reading My Writings podcast, where we explore the imagination of a younger me. My name is McKay Nelson. And I'm Jordan Hansen. Welcome back. We are here for part four of the Kevin, the Polygamist E.T. Lord series. It is acclaimed. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> what does that acclaim to be? Or is that, what does that mean? Well, I think it's like critically acclaimed. Oh, but can something be critically acc acclaimed if it's negatively critically acclaimed? Not saying that this is negatively <laughs> I'm saying I, like my eyebrows went up. Like something like the room with Michael <clears throat> or was out. Tommy was out. No, now that you, I know what you're saying. Uh, that's a good point. I don't know what critically acclaimed means. Like is and it I one of those things where it's like means infamous is could be good or bad, or is infamous always bad? I mean, any pub bad publicity is good publicity. That's true. I think that. Yeah, same thing. I don't know. I just, I said, I was saying, I was just making nonsense up on the spot. And so I thought that'd be funny to say it's acclaimed. Acclaimed of what? I don't know. <laughs> As a most original idea involving IT, ETs. Yeah, there you go. That's probably fine. Yeah. So yeah, we're on uh, part four, which is chapter four. And we're going to get right into it because it's going to be, it's going to be hot. Ooh. I love a hot chapter. Now, now it's time to drop it like it's hot. Give me that sweet, sweet title. That was me dropping it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you were just trying oh. to mess up the audio. Like, oh. no. Yeah, the title is Chapter 4. School in Flames, Etrazio's Sneak Attack. Let's do it. Marty had about five minutes left before the bell rang and his classmates returned to the classroom. The teacher was usually always five minutes late anyway, so Marty didn't have to worry about being interrupted by her either. Even so, he had to hurry. If Kevin had stolen Sadie away last night, then there was no telling how long her safety could last. The papers were scattered and displayed upon not only Marty's desk, but his classmates' desks as well. Over the months, Marty had hurriedly scrawled enough to make a novel. All details of his dreams and speculations of Kevin and his evil deeds. Now that Marty had realized all of the papers could be regarded as fact, well, 95% chance it was fact, and those were odds Marty was willing to risk. It was time to brush up on that info as much as possible. Darn! Now only four minutes left, Marty thought, licking a thumb and turning another page. Sure, he now knew Kevin was still alive and that he had taken Sadie, 
But as to his whereabouts, well, Marty hypothesized there was only one place that delinquent could be, and that would have to be Neverland. Oh, so now we're finally getting into kind of the uh, Robin, not Robin Hood, <laughs> uh, Peter Pan type thing. Um, I I thought there would be like a specific uh, page about it because Sadie talked about in the last chapter that she remembered seeing the runes of the chains on her. Yeah. Have we seen those chains before? No, I think it's more like she recognized the symbols themselves. Um, oh. Not necessarily chains, but like... Maybe there's a E.T. slash Kevin language. Oh, okay. Wait, is that what Marty's been writing in? No, but like, I don't, you know, all of his notes he's been writing down, maybe he had flashes like, oh, there's these weird symbols, and he wrote wrote them down and she recognized them. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Does that track? Yeah, that tracks. And that would have to be Neverland, the home planet of Kevin and the species of E.T.'s themselves. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be interplanetary travel. I, <laughs> I guess I always knew that ETs were aliens, but I didn't, it didn't compute in my head. No, yeah, now they're going to be going to space. Getting, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, you could think of it as space or you can think of it as just another world. Pla- well, planet makes it sound very spacey, but. I mean, is it, it like a plane more than a planet? What do you mean? Like a, I guess a that's plane? like planar travel, like. Something that exists simultaneously on Earth, but it's like... Thinking dimensions? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Um, it says planet, so there's like a, a planet... The E.T. planet, like the herbivore yeah, the botanist planet. planet. The E.T. planet, yes. Got it, got it, yeah. It might be different than what it is in the uh, the movie. I wonder if this is how... Uh, if they're using their watches to get there and back faster. Because ah. uh, we have not gotten mention of any... Uh, space travel machines or yeah ships? where are these ets coming from do they already reside on earth are they being created on earth what i mean i know. mean i hope if you ever describe a ship it's completely accurate to what the movie is <laughs> yeah let's see it was also known as planet Kaon. i'm really impressed with all these like names there's a lot of interesting names here thank you <laughs> surely that was where kevin must be Especially if he wasn't at full strength. Yes, that must be where it is, and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) Yeah, nice. After all, he had turned into dust. You can't just go from dust to 100% in a matter of days. (laughs) That's the problem he has with this situation. (laughs) Well, (laughs) where do you want to go? When you're feeling sick, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling dust, when you're feeling like a bunch of dust, where do you want to go? I want to go home. You're starting to sound like a like prescription commercial or something. Like, are you feeling like dust? Are you feeling like dust? <laughs> feeling dusty? <laughs> head, ho- head back home to Planet Kaon. <laughs> he must be desperate, Marty thought, flipping over a page and seeing the drawings of strange creatures that could be found in Neverland. Kevin and his thugs are acting too fast for his injured state. Not even the infamous Pan can heal that fast. Wait, I thought he is Pan. Are Pan they resi- they, they are one. The inner demon of Pan is within him. So this is Pan separate from Peter Pan. No, this is Peter Pan. Pan for short. Oh, wait. I, I, that, I thought, what's his face was Pan? You call him like the evil Peter Pan or whatever. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin is Pan, right? Yeah, he has the evil. He's also known as. <laughs> tell me, tell me, do Kevin's full title again. 
Kevin, the polygamist E.T. Lord, the merciless Peter Pan, right, right, the man of go. no mercy. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, sorry, sometimes it's just abbreviated to Pan. I wonder if Tink is still alive, too. If not, Kevin must really be ticked. Yeah, I would be if my best little friend died. Marty continued, eyeballing the pages. Agony plants, bullet bees, crazy malls. If these don't all come up... Wait, yeah, what are you going to do? Also, were you doing, you gonna a, do? were you doing ABC? <laughs> Wait, read those back to me. Is that ABC? Agony plants? Yeah, A. Bullet bees. B, yeah. Crazy malls. Yeah, there we go. See, okay. So ABC, got it. I wasn't... Listen, I wasn't just uh, reading over the the creature encyclopedia I had jotted down in my ET folder and listing them alphabetically. That's not at all what I was doing. Is there a creature encyclopedia in that folder? (laughs) Yeah, where do you think I got those names from? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Too many wacky creatures to name. Too many papers to scroll through. Marty needed something more useful. He could know every creature that lived in Neverland. But none of it would matter if he couldn't get there. He's got to get his hands on one of those teleportation bracelets. Mm, that's a good point. I mean, there's got to be one lying around with all these E.T. corpses. <laughs> like With the E.T.'s piling up? Yeah, just like look on the ground somewhere. I'm sure he'll find one. Mm, maybe it's more complicated. Well, there maybe you it's, ooh, Maybe ooh. only... What? Go ahead. Coming into my, my uh, Hail Mary theory of last week, uh, teleportation bracelets can be, only be used by those with E.T. blood and... Marty has E.T. blood within him. Dang. Who? We'll see. Only two minutes left. Darn, I'm running out of time. I really should have listened to Sadie when she recommended I organize all these. Crap, this can't get worse. Marty, what are you doing? Marty flinched, then hurriedly spun around. A bloody-nosed Jason limped into the classroom and looked around at all the papers spread around on the desks. Is he still bloody-nosed from the kick from before? Yeah, because the reason Marty's inside is he kicked him, and then he came inside because he's like, the folder, like, it's true, I gotta look through the folder, that'll be my hint at where to go next. And so it's it, it's recess right now, Marty's in, in the classroom, no one's around because it's recess, the kids are playing. And now Jason has come into the classroom. Is Marty going to get in trouble for kicking Jason and causing him to bleed? Maybe he will, but, you know, I don't I don't blame him. He's being antagonized and bullied all the time. Like, it's 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 a just his just desserts for Jason. No, I'm not saying that Jason didn't deserve it, but yeah, that's not. (laughs) unfortunately, that's not reason enough to stay out of trouble. No, you'd you'd totally be in trouble. I provoked actually I provoked a, uh, a kid. When I was in elementary school, okay, when I was elementary school age, I provoked a kid. I kept telling him, thinking back on this, this is the gayest thing uh, I could say, but I told him, I'm king of the boys. One more time, what? As a child, to one of my classmates in like kindergarten or first grade, I said, I'm king of the boys. Oh my goodness, (laughs) McKay. And he hated it, and I was taunting him about it, and he kicked me right on the balls. I got in trouble because I got kicked in the balls, and technically that, at school, deems itself as a fight. That's a fight, quote-unquote. But yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't make you exempt from punishment. If there's any sort of physical altercation in class, even if you're just, you know, defending yourself, you, you're still equally accountable. And I, th- I think that's kind of unfair. But anyway. A bloody-nosed Jason limped into the classroom and looked around at all the papers spread around on the desks. 
Jason took another wobbly step inside. Are you doing... homework or something? What? Then Jason spotted a lined paper page with a big drawing of Kevin on it. The sketch of Kevin smiled wickedly at him, fangs pointing out from the corners of his perfect mouth. What? <laughs> well, first I was going to say, like, I hope this is leading into uh, perhaps a, a, a Jason redemption arc. Um, oh. But I, I'm not sure. I feel like he's just going to bully him again. Um, and then the th- <laughs> the idea that, like, because uh, so, Marty is McKay, uh, that's something oh, yeah. you, you drew would be, like, so, like, terrifying. Like, I'm just imagining, <laughs> like, you're, like, stick figures, like, ooh. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a thing that comes up in movies all the time where, like, kids or people who are quote-unquote artists in horror movies and they draw something and it's, like, completely frightening and detailed. But... I don't know that cliche. That cliche gets so old. You know the kid, the kid drawings. What's that? The bad man. <laughs> Ugh. I think the they the need be- to vamp it up or something. Well, I mean, I think it all leads to. I think the best case use of it is just have it in a book. The Babadook book. It's <laughs> the book of Babadook is scarier than the actual Babadook. Like that's how you know. Like they did that book well. Like you're like looking yeah, through yeah. it and it's like, oh my gosh, this intimidating creature. And then you see the Babadook and it's like, oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. And you've, that's a good point. And you've heard the theories about what the Babadook is, right? Is it not just if, like depression, despair or what? No, like Babadook, right? B-A-B-A-B-A-D-O-O-K. And you know, there's lots of themes with like, where's the father in the movie? You know, cause, cause the kid doesn't have a father and it's like absent. Get this. You mix those around, the Dada book. <laughs> you stop it right this second. You get out of here. Oh, I hate that. It's so stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. What am I doing? Marty scoffed, scrambling to put the papers away. What are you doing, you jerk? Come to tease me more? Tie my arm hairs up into knots again? That's so specific. Did that happen to you? Yeah, by that same person. They tied your arm hair into knots? Are you kidding me? So they would... Imagine my hairy arm, right? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> sweetie, you don't need to imagine. Yeah, sweetie, I don't need to imagine. <laughs> I know, you're right here. You can look at it. Okay, look at my hairy arm. And they'd go like this and like rub it in like fast circles against my will. And I'd get like curled up into little hairy little knots and you'd have to like pull them out. Oh my gosh, did you ever, like, tell anybody about this? No, because they were my friends, so, like, what would I say? My friend? No, it's terrible. But that's, yes, you're right, that is what it's based on. I don't know if that's even a thing. They got real creative, some of my jerks. Go away! Don't you know recess still has two minutes left? The clock in the classroom ticked, now displaying there was only one minute left of recess. (laughs) Why would you contradict yourself that quickly? <laughs> I didn't contradict. Marty thinks he has more time than he has, but he's running out. Uh, okay, it's that's ticking pretty, down. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Thank you. Darn it, I don't have time for this. Marty whined. Jason glanced at one of the remaining pages and picked it up. What the heck's a zekanake? They look kind of cute. <laughs> We've well, gotten to the end of the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just because it starts with... No, you're right. A, B, C, and then he sees a Z. Yeah. 
Well, doesn't that just show you just how many creatures reside on this planet? Isn't that intriguing? There's only one per letter. <laughs> the, is the E T the E? Ew. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, okay. I'll I'll let you know. We'll definitely see. We're here about a lot more, you know. Marty glared at Jason and snatched the page of the Kaon Creature Guide. <laughs> That's what I had labeled it from my papers, the Kaon Creature Guide, because the can planet's you, called Kaon. Can you spell Kaon for me? Yeah, K A. O-N. Just, it's just out there for all those fan artists. They need to know. K-A-O-N. Thank you. None of your business. Not that you'd believe me anyway. Besides, Zekanakes are incredibly dangerous. They are like caterpillars, but they are poisonous and can lift up to 100 pounds. Jason frowned and wiped a bit of dirt and blood from his lip. He glanced down at another page and gasped. Wow. Can Kevin really transform into something like that? Almost all of the pages were accounted for and returned to the E.T. folder, all except the one Jason now referenced. Wait, wait, wait. Back up a sec. Okay. When you said transform into something like that, is that to a Zekanake? No, he lo- so he glanced down at another page. So he's looking at... all Because right... the. So uh, Marty has spread out all the pages just so he can like kind of like peruse them, see what's what's handy to him, and so he spread them on, on spread them out on all the desks. Jason walks in, he's like, "Ah, oh, Jason's here," and, and recess is running out. So he starts gathering them up, and Jason's like, "Whoa, what's this? That's a zekonake. Oh, what's this? C- can Kevin really transform into whatever he's looking at?" Got it. Got it. Yeah. And so now it's the last page, right? That has yet to be p- replaced into the folder. Marty was losing patience. Yes, that is his demon pan form, and it is nearly indestructible, Marty grumbled. I say nearly because, well, all things gotta have a weakness, right? Nearly indestructible? (laughs) How can you be nearly indestructible? (laughs) Good one. That's good. Like this. What an iconic moment. They really yeah. lost that magic. Yeah. They've got to have a weakness, right? That's my hope anyway. But even so, I don't think Kevin is recovered enough to fully transform. Not that you would care. Wow, that's freaky. Actually, that's why I came inside. I wanted to... The recess bell chimed throughout the halls, declaring the end of today's recess for all sixth graders. Marty did a giant sigh. Time was up. At least for now. He would have to wait until after school to make any real progress. Unless he ditched. But he still wasn't feeling well since the incident with Kevin. You're confused? Oh, I'm just... Is the reason he can't progress is because he doesn't want to do it during school? Cool. Like, well, he wouldn't be allowed to. I mean, you can be looking at stuff. People look at their phones during school. Like, I think oh, he could gosh. more easily get away with looking at papers. Yeah, that's true. I just know that if I was ever off task, they would know about oh, it. So this is based on personal experience. Yeah, this is based on McKay personal. McKay did not get away with a lot. Did no. You, have you have we already talked about like your island on this podcast? I don't. We might have, but for those of you, I was very disruptive and hyper in my class, so. And I would get off task a lot. There were uh, several teachers had me do a, what was it called? 
what am I doing? Like paper form. And I'd have to sign like a lot, all my time to what I was doing. And if I ever went off task and there are several like instances where it's like, I scratched my butt. I like, I got really specific <laughs> cause like I was just, they told me anything you do, you need to write it down so oh we can gosh. make sure you stay on task. So I was like, I looked at the clock for a second. Um, but anyway, I, I, they moved my desk. Usually they're all bunched together so you can like collaborate with classmates or not collaborate, but just sit next to them, get to know people. Mine would be off to the side, all on its own, AKA the Island, which sucks. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about that in this context, like, do you think that had a lot to do with, like, how you didn't connect with a lot of people? Like, not a lot of friends because you were so segregated from everyone else? Well, I mean, that could have something to do with it. I think it's that I did have friends, but they were bad friends. And then all the other people I considered acquaintances. But from the transition to middle school, like, coming back from the summer, and people are, like, different. Like, I don't know... They come to middle school and they're like different people. They're suited up for something different. It's a different experience. You know what I mean? It's it was it was just jarring for me. And I was still that really rambunctious, nerdy kid. And people all of a sudden start telling me I can't hold my books a certain way. I can't do this a certain way. Or like I'm being too loud. Going to different classes. So I'm like, I can have maybe one or two classes with a friend mostly they're gonna you know you just i don't know also real quick there was a really funny moment where in elementary school i was because i'd read manga a lot and i'd get in trouble for that um but there was one time where like i took this big like encyclopedia like one of those like i don't know discover you know the white big white books yeah yeah and they have like all the pictures yeah something like that Anyway, I took one of those and, like, placed it in front of me, and then I was reading a manga. Like, I held both books, but I read the manga underneath. Oh, so sneaky. And my teacher saw that, and she's like, McKay's not reading that. There's no way. Like, she's <laughs> like, he want to read this. And so she came over and saw that, and she's like, she got mad at me. Because <laughs> she knew. I mean, it's interesting, but, it, yeah, I would I'd want to be reading that. <laughs> Jason walked up to Morty, seeming nervous. I wanted to say, I'm sorry for earlier, but also, not just for earlier, but for all the other times, too. I realized I've been taking things too far. I thought I was being funny. Marty spun around. He was surprised to hear this. Well, you weren't funny. Those things hurt me, dude. Not just... (laughs) Gosh, this is so sad. This is really sad, because this is... Well, one. This I, is what I didn't get. This yeah, is what I wanted. Well, because one, like, Sucks. yes, I predicted like a Kevin Redemption arc, yay me. But also, like, this is like McKay fan fiction in a way. Like McKay rewriting my life. You yeah, know? that's so sad. I'm so sorry. It's okay, and I don't want people to, like feel sorry for me. It sucks, and I I don't. Unfortunately, it bleeds into all my writing. Right, like it just it shaped me, and so. You know, now that I'm in control, you know, I have the reins and in control. I wanted to steer it to something happier, more hopeful. And it's kind of cathartic to write what I wish would happen, you know? And that it just comes up in a lot of writings. If that, kind of if thing. that did happen, would you accept it? 
Yeah, I think so. I was, I mean, I was kind enough to accept them for doing it in the first place and still be friends with them. If they apologized, I'd, I'd be glowing. So if you're listening, screw you and (laughs) think, take a good long look in the mirror, pal. Okay, let's see. Not just the wedgies and noogies, but the words too. Sometimes the words were what hurt most. Jason's swollen lip trembled, and he wiped his eyes, trying to make sure no tears came out. I'm a jerk. And I'm not just saying that because you kicked my butt earlier. Well, my stomach. Then you sent me flying somehow. Anyways, that's not the point. I'm sorry about all of it. Like, sent him flying from the impact. Not literally flying. No, but I feel like that's maybe a clue Marty has oh. super strength. Yeah, maybe something with his powers like made it a, l- a little more powerful. E.T. blood. <laughs> Anyways, that's not the point. I'm sorry about all of it. And for teasing you about Sadie. I mean, she did get kidnapped. Do you really think that it was Kevin? His words were a lot to process. It was a hard situation to be in. And Marty had seen E.T.'s and people squished to bits. But this guy did sound sorry. Not only that, but Marty wasn't confident he could rescue Sadie and stop Kevin all on his own. And he couldn't risk putting his parents in more danger. Not after a close call like that. That's my way of writing them out. <laughs> Can't risk them. Risk the bully. Well, parents, parents are always, for the most part, are the most boring parts in books like these. Unless no. it's like... I thought you were dead! And then they come and they have a scar and they've got the cloak. You know what I mean? I mean, there's something to be said that, I mean, some of the best characters don't have parents. Right? That's what I... I, I don't want to get into that trope, you know? So they, they exist, but they're not important. Uh, I was recently watching a video essay on uh, Vampire Diaries this week, and that's a huge trope apparently in that series that no one has parents yeah all of the main characters like yeah if they did have like the main character starts out as an orphan basically and then everyone else just kind of keeps losing their parents and loved ones along the way yeah i don't i instead of making them a plot point that wouldn't ultimately matter i i mean i guess i kind of did in a way but I'm, i'm just they're not important and for that reason real parents in however good thank you for listening we love you we love you it's nothing personal But Marty didn't have time to think about that. Something fell off again. Like the day at school before Kevin and the ETs had come. Where are my classmates? Normally you'd hear their laughing by now, as they'd come in from recess. Marty and Jason heard screaming. Not laughing, but terrified, far away, high-pitched screaming. Not the type of screaming you typically want to hear from children or in a school. Someone... No, something was here. I loved how descriptive you got about the screaming. It was very nice. (laughs) Thank you. Jason, I forgive you, Marty spluttered, pushing Jason behind himself and rushing to lock the classroom door. I don't have much time to explain, but, well, you don't believe in E.T.'s or in Kevin being evil at all, do you? Jason laughed, then stopped himself, afraid for his actions to be seen as bullyish. Of course not, but like... I don't want to bust your chops about it anymore. Like I said, yeah, yeah, shut up for a second. Marty Marty shushed. I'm in trouble, and unfortunately, by default, you are too. I'm glad he's just, yeah, yeah, shut the heck up for a second. That That was really good voice acting on your part. 
Thank you. I'm trying to keep all the voices straight. It's hard. I mean, not <laughs> whatever. I'm trying to keep all the voices under wraps. Loud, scary footsteps sounded through the hallway outside the classroom. Something abnormal was approaching, and Marty had the feeling it was E.T. related. <laughs> like so many nightmares growing up, an E.T. was coming for him. Hungry for the flesh of children. A children like him. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Wait, have we established that E.T. eats flesh? <gasps> Ooh, that confirms my theory! About what? Kevin eats human. If E.T.'s consume flesh, Kevin is an E.T. Oh, well, he's, maybe. He definitely had... Dang, my, th- my Hail Mary tank. I'm good. I'm good at this. Ooh, good job. Dude, what are you saying? Jason whimpered, starting to feel scared. That stuff's not real, right? All of a sudden, the haunting image of a creature came into view through the classroom door's mini window. A large, veined eye with flames surrounding the pupil looked in at the two trembling boys. The eye looked around the room, gathering info that a gross long hand tried the doorknob. The door shook violently, but it did not give, because he locked it, remember? Marty and Jason breathed in and out really quickly, a scared breathing. Then the figure and the eye walked away. Marty was shocked. He could hear the footsteps getting softer and quieter until now they were no more. Holy freak! Jason exclaimed, a long snot booger hanging from his nose. Ha ha! That moron didn't see us! He gave up! We're gonna be okay! Marty shook his head. No, that's too easy. That's... Crash! The windows of the classroom shattered into pieces behind them, and the two boys fell to the ground in a wave of hot heat. Jason had bonked his head hard against a pointed corner of the desk, and now blood started to drip like rain from a gutter. I really, I really loved hot heat. (laughs) (laughs) A wave of hot heat! (laughs) You're rude! (laughs) As opposed to what other kind of heat? Well, doesn't that sound fun? Like a wave no, of hot. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. No, it's, it's just... a little repetitive. But wave of heat, a wave of hot heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. It's nice. I like the yeah. I like alliteration. So Jason bonked his noggin. His eyes fluttered as he rolled onto his back beside Marty, who was also moaning in pain. Uh, Jason moaned. I think I have a migraine. A concussion? Bro, I think you have a lot more than a gosh darn migraine. Yeah, exactly. Marty thought, but he decided to stay silent. What? (laughs) Well, I want to help him to correct him. I know. (laughs) I guess you're right. (laughs) The tinkling of the leftover glass filled the air along with a noticeable blanket of heat and steam. Was something on fire? Marty sure hoped not. Marty gasped as he noticed that his folder of notes was no longer in his hands. Within the blast, it had flown from his hands and was now in the corner of the room, far from his reach. Before they had more time to think or complain, they watched in horror as a long brown appendage fell from the now-opened windows. The E.T. had gone around for a sneak attack, and boy had it worked. 
another long brown leg, fell over the side, touching the floor, followed by a long wrinkled brown body that fell into place like a sick accordion of meat. What a simile. What an image. Right? Can you, can't you just like imagine it like reaching over and then a leg plops down and his, his weird meaty thing comes down? <laughs> Because um, they're really weird, sh- weirdly shaped bodies. No, they I are. I think of them as owls. Like, if their leg, like, fell, like, it'd be a longer one. But the the weight of the meat, of his main meat, like, covers it up. You know, like, an owl's fur or hair or whatever, feathers. <laughs> you got there. The fat tummy glowed a hot red color, and they once again saw the flaming eyes. It was an E.T., just like the ones in Marty's Nightmares his dreams, and the other night when they had intruded into his house. They were real. And they were real. really scary. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was special. Marty felt it in his... hand? Marty lifted his bandaged hand, feeling it pulse with pain as the E.T. came nearer. My hand really freaking hurts. It's like that night. Now I'm going to die for real, Marty thought, getting up and sitting on his butt. The flaming eyes of the E.T. met Marty's, and a wide grin spread across the oblong-headed face. E.T. heads resembled giant footballs that had sat in the sun on a hot summer day, and this E.T.'s head was no exception. That's really good description. Thank you, I really went crazy with it. In fact... To Marty, it looked like heat was something this E.T.'s body dealt with quite regularly. Marty knew who this was. He had put it in his notes. No way, Marty stuttered. Yuri Trazio! So I guess in one of the dreams, he, the identity of this and description of this E.T. came through. He's the, the fire elemental E.T.? Well, because those are the only other descriptors I can come up with to, to like flaming this. eyes he's hot heat yeah I, like, that's a safe guess well because i'm trying to distinguish him from how other et's look too like how did he recognize this et over other ET? oh like, yeah so he must have dreamt specifically like a fire et yeah so he has flaming eyes and it looks based on its description it looks like he it's been heat like it's used to heat <gasps> so Just, maybe crispier etrazio grinned and a flaming burp ex- Escaped his wrinkled lips. Come on. Uh, isn't that fun? Sure. Wait, you don't... Is it because you don't like toilet humor? Yes. I wouldn't even consider that toilet humor. It's just like... Like a fire. Like a like a dragon. Like... But I don't... When dragons breathe fire, I don't consider it a burp. It's, it's more of a descriptor. But yeah, a burp's pretty gross. Yeah, a burp comes with noises and smells. The one and only, mate. And with that stinky smell of yours... On that gravely injured hand, you must be the twerp master's looking for. Marty gritted his teeth in a defiant smile. <laughs> I guess I am. Marty wasn't sure why he said what he said next, but somehow he had survived against Kevin himself. And now he wasn't alone. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just looking up a picture of an E.T. because I can't remember if they have noses. And he said he smells weird, and I was like... Do they have noses? And they do. They, have, they like, do have like, noses. They're very pug-like. Yeah, pug, like monkey. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, they're very, they're flat. 
I think they're completely flat. They have like nose holes. I for almost pretty much. And for the viewer's experience, I find if you have a picture of like an ET up during these scenes, it really enhances the experience. You can really yeah, you, like because you have to remember these are ETs. You really forget how ridiculous the ET design is. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. Marty felt a growing confidence inside him, because nobody could bring the pain quite like Jason. Oh, so he's feeling confident because he has Jason with him, rather than being alone. But isn't Jason time. knocked out? Does he have a concussion? Well, he knows he got hit on the head, but I don't, I don't know if Marty knows if he's okay. Oh, okay. But did your precious master tell you this? Every E.T. that has tried to kill me so far, and even the master himself, has failed. Why do you think that is? You overgrown football! <laughs> Etrazio smiled. It wasn't his first rodeo. But even he seemed slightly phased by Marty's words. Flames danced along the E.T.'s glowing long fingers, and a snort of red flame shot out of the E.T.'s large nostrils. Kill ya? Hoy hoy! Who said anything about killing ya? I just need your bones, mate. His bones? Excuse me? Yeah. Marty flinched. My bones? Same. What would Kevin need my my bones for? Also, did the fire thing come from, like, the glowing finger thing? Like, did that make you feel fiery? Or... No, I just, uh, I wanted to re, you know, make sure that glowing finger is not something I forgot about. I mean, I forgot about a ton of other E.T. stuff, but, like... I wanted something cool to go along with the glowing finger feature that ETs have. Like, so can it's canon. All ETs have the glowing finger feature, and maybe to some extent the glowing chest. But I wanted to make their yeah, chest glow. Yeah, his chest will glow. It's for, it's it's. I forgot about that. If completely. you remember, if he's like in the dark forest and it's like, <laughs> and he's like, they're signaling to all the ETs like, we gotta go, get in the ship. We'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> oh, we thought about... Let us know if this would be fun, but me and Jordan thought about doing, like, an E.T. commentary, like, bonus episode where we watch the E.T. After, like, the whole series is done, watching the E.T. movie and kind of just laughing and appreciating the movie as a whole and maybe seeing where... what things were scary to me growing up. And, I don't know, just something fun. Let us know. But, yeah, I also wanted to incorporate that imagery, like, to go along with the glowing... We're almost done with the chapter. Etrazio stepped closer, the flames shrouding his lengthy twig arms like a fiery coat. And luckily, I can pick most of your bones out and still leave you alive. So how's that for a loophole? How? <laughs> very carefully, very steadily, Marty faked a cocky laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, well, maybe you could, but too bad. Me and Jason here are going to kick your butt. Right, Jason? To Marty's dismay, there was no answer. Jason's eyes were closed, and he was out cold. Good call, uh, Jordy. Hoy, hoy! Oh boy, oh boy! Looks like your mate is taking a snooze. Guess he can't take the heat. Too bad for you, kiddo. Etrazio's claws shot out of his hands like the Wolverine. And with a mighty swipe, he slashed. Pieces of desk and metal table leg flew across the room. Broken crayons melting instantly into colorful goop. Etrazio stepped closer and swiped with his other pair of flaming claws. 
sending the next row of shattered desks to the coat racks. Marty wobbled to his feet. He nudged Jason with his foot to try to wake him, but it was no use. Crap! I can't kill one of these things! I was only bluffing! Etrazio lifted up both claws high in the air, like he was preparing a big toasty bear hug. Then he let forth the swipes. Like before, shredded desk and metal shot outwards, but this time Etrazio had slashed through something else. A large insulated thermos cup filled with nice cold water. The thermos broke into pieces and sprayed the cool contents all over Etrazio. The spray of water made, con made contact with skin and spattered with a loud, painful hiss. They're weak to water? Or just this one because he's just fire? This, maybe just this one because he's weak to fire. Or not po weak to Pokemon fire. Pokemon rules. Because he's made of fire. Yeah. Okay. Holy hoy! Ah! Etrazio shrieked, stumbling backwards against the classroom wall. A thick brown steam came off him, and a gross, burnt egg smell filled the room. If Marty hadn't seen what had truly happened in that moment, he would have he assumed that the E.T. had let one rip. But no, this was no fart. This was what he had been talking about earlier to Jason. Weakness. End of chapter. Hmm. So do we want to talk about that last part real quick? Just so... Because are you confused by that? No, I think Marty's jumping to a conclusion. If water's their weakness, we run into science, a science problem where... Why would an alien species weak to water it's just invade? The fire one. It's just the fire one. Okay. Yeah, it's just the fire one. Because he's, he's like... It seems like he's made of fire to some extent, so... Okay. He's get, yeah. So yeah. And when you, no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mirror signs. I love signs. When you were uh, describing uh, what he was hitting, I honestly thought he was going to hit like a fire extinguisher or something. Oh, you know, like the cold metal. I'm like, oh, extinguisher. Oh, uh, okay. And that was going to go all over him, but no, Thermos is cute. And he likes dislikes, fear, uh, observations or. Yeah, uh, I like the the enemies to friends trope. It's nice. Um... There's a bit of a bottle episode since we were all just in the classroom the whole time, kind of. Ooh, that's true. It was quite a bottle episode. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. All in the classroom. Uh, so that was kind of fun. It was a fun to switch up because there was a lot of other uh, scenarios or, I guess, scenes that we've done before. Yeah. Um, I definitely wanted to... I didn't want it to become stale. I didn't want to be like E.T. You know, you know. I want, it, I want E.T.'s to come into play, of course. Of course. Yeah, I feel but. like... This helped with the pacing a bit, because uh, mm -hmm. it seemed like the other ones were moving a little too fast. Yeah, that's true. They um, And they were, because they were quickly written, and they weren't as detailed. Right. It's Pro nice to have this kind of time to uh, develop and it helped. some characters. Oh, thank you. Yeah, definitely some good character development, I would think. I mean, it's a, it's a fun, silly book based on E.T. fan fiction I wrote in elementary school. But I, I wanted to, you know, make characters enjoyable, redeemable. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Jason's quite clear to my eyes right now. We'll see if he can redeem himself further. <clears throat> like words, words are talk is cheap, right? Well, and I think what we're going to run into is I don't know what you'd title the trope, but where the person you're trying to convince of something is real keeps getting like 
knocked out or distracted or it's gone like at convenient moments so like they never get like that visual confirmation like yes what they're saying is real Mm. like they're always just like what are you talking about like Mm. (laughs) so so do you have worries or do you think that might come into play i mean do you think think marty will handle it um and jason will be still need some more convincing after this i'm not sure i mean i guess it depends on how much faith we have in my writing yeah chapter five mckay to like address like huh he'd probably have all this evidence in front of him like things are on fire and everything's destroyed and assumably he killed his classroom i don't know oh geez everyone was like screaming and like i don't know if we i think it was I was what I was going for. I mean, maybe some people died, but it was more like an ET had entered the school, right? That's gonna freak anyone out. So I guess so. I... People have evacuated because they're like, "What the freak is this?" Right. But yeah, that scream. Maybe some casualties. But I mean, Jay, before he conked out, he did get a you know a good look at. There was something weird. He saw the eyes and like the hand try at the door. He uh he was. He was yeah, willing. but he got, he got hit on the head. He could just forget all of this. Yeah, he got hit <laughs> in the head when, like, a, a blast of flame exploded the windows, right? So, before the E.T. entered. So, we're not sure. Yeah, so let's go for it. You, um, let's, get, let's hear your Hail Mary Theory of the Week. I hope that was the same one. I can't it's remember. Similar. It's similar. It's <laughs> definitely not the same. Uh, so we didn't get, uh, any scenes, uh, from like Sadie, what's going on with her. Um, but I have a theory about what those chains are going to do to her with all the runes on them. Oh. I don't think that they're just holding her. Oh, really? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, like, so per- you're, this is a theory from back chapter, but with. Yeah. With this context in mind and trying to think of context. like, yeah, I'm trying okay. to think of like what could Kevin's greater plan with Sadie be? Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. And apparently the bones. Yeah. Something Mm. with bones. Uh, So I think Marty's bones Mm -hmm. have uh, ET magic in them. Okay. And they are required to turn other people into ETs. Uh, And so he's going to turn Sadie into kind of his... His ET bride. Yeah. Basically that... (laughs) And then to be turning other people into ETs because he he just like goes through them so fast like he needs to replenish his supply. <laughs> replenish, yeah, yeah. So that's my theory. Interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I've been proven right in the past. I've opened being proven wrong. Fun, fun. I like that. I like I like hearing it. Well, it's been a a lengthy, enjoyable episode and wacky. Got another ET added. The stakes are high. So, yeah, find out what happens to Marty and Jason uh, next week um, as we uh, read Chapter 4, 5. five? Chapter 5. Chapter 5. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I uh, this I never really know what to expect with these, so uh, yeah. I'm hoping we get some Sadie. I hope we bounce back and see how she's done. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, you never know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, We've got a reader email. Yeah, we'll have to come up with some sort of song or something. But reader email, you emailed us. Yeah, yeah. So good. here it is. This is from Chase. We will exclude last name for confidentiality. Um, they ask, 
Oh, oh go do you ahead. Want me to read it? Okay. I don't get to read a lot of things in this in this podcast, so it's reading mine, not reading your. Well, it's, it's <laughs> always the only thing I can read. Just teasing. Uh, it says, "Have you talked about Stick Quest in any of the episodes? If you haven't, could you please do an episode? I just listened to Weird Manga episode and it didn't talk about it there. Thanks." Uh, so, okay, what is Stick Quest? What yeah, is, well, what, is that? What I'll keep it. Huh? Is that what? What? Oh, is this what was that? Because I remember that episode, and there was like. There was, you talked about like a comic or something you wrote. Is that what this is? Oh yeah, maybe. So thank you for your email. Emails are very appreciated and we will gladly answer them on air or privately should you request so. Um, so we might've, my, my guess would be check out comic book making a persuasive essay or a persuasive letter episode. I might've. Oh, is that when we talked about that? Possibly, because it's not a. It leans t- towards comic. It was a comic that I wrote in a middle school with this friend, um, called Stick Quest, and it was very. It inspired a lot of works to come, like written works, later on. Yeah, because I remember like the book that you have finished, the kid who did started out as a comic, right? Yeah, it started out as a comic, and kind of multiple things kind of piled up and made the book I finished what it is. Um, Stick Quest was just a comic I worked on constantly in Spanish class and the enemies were all like based off of letters and they had powers based on their letter. Like Enye and stuff or like Oh not it had nothing to do with Spanish. Spanish oh, okay. class is just when I did it because <laughs> Got it. Um so like A there's an enemy called A and B and C and they were part of the alphabet. That was the the the, the you really love the alphabet thing because you do that with the animal things in this one. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, <laughs> nice, nice trope. I, yeah, it was fun. Um, so as to whether we'd read it on the podcast, we it's that's a tough one. It's because it's highly visual. Part of comics is you need to have the visual with it. So it would it be me reading characters' thought bubbles, right? Or Maybe like a video. Bubbles. Yeah, possibly. Well, I'll I'll take a look back at it and. Do you even um, know where it is? No, it's it's in my comic folders. Oh, okay. But I I kind of set those aside because like as I've been preparing episodes, I've set things aside like uh, I can't I can't do it on this because because you know drawings can't be I can't read a drawing, and Jor- Jordan hates when I try to incorporate a visual uh, work of mine into an episode because you can't look at it. Right. All right. Reading it's not as fun. So hopefully that answers that. Um, if you want to send us in a question, uh, it's readwritepod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on readwritepod at twitter.com. We're very responsive there. Uh, if you have Facebook or Instagram, it's reading reading my writings. Uh, and we have a website, readwritepod.com, uh, where you can see all the backlog. And uh, we're going to try to update that soon with some like pretty photo content so you can actually see our faces and stuff. Uh uh, but so stay tuned for that. It should look good. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and with that, we'll wrap her up. Um, I'm McKay Nielsen. And I'm Jordan Hansen. Be happy and stay creative. Thank you. Bye.